This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, This is Kellen, I'm really grateful to be back with you Bentley on this podcast. Likewise, happy Wednesday to everyone. Kellen, good to be back. Um, Wondering how you're doing Bentley? You, if you could see Bentley, you could maybe sense that there's a little bit of fatigue. Um, His eyes look kind of tired. His hair is a little bit messier than usual. Um, Just wondering, just checking in. What's going on? Yeah, I'm just a little tired, maybe. Um, But, you know. You want to say more about that? About being tired? Yeah, is it like a physical tiredness? Is it sort of like a spiritual tiredness? Emotional? Like all of those things combined? Maybe all of it together. Nothing dramatic, nothing to write home about. But I do think, you know, I'm a little, I am ready of course, for things to be back to normal. And some of the stuff that, um, like I'm ready to say morning prayer in the chapel Mm -hmm. and not on Facebook. I'm grateful for the folks that gather together on Facebook. I'm grateful that we've had a way to connect. But I think some of the things that normally are mm, restorative, right? Uh, Seeing people in class, seeing people at morning prayer, that's not around. I'm kind of over it <laughs> and ready to be back to some normal patterns, which I know we're not too far away from. Yeah, I get the sense that um, this point in the pandemic is kind of weird and hard because we, there are lots of our, like parts of our lives that have gone back to normal and like the fullness of it hasn't arrived. And I'm starting to wonder like, will, will it arrive? I know it will someday. I just think that keeps getting pushed out further and further. Yeah, we're still kind of, I mean, I think one small example of that is it's nice to be back in the grocery store and to have a little more freedom, you know, with a mask off if you're vaccinated. But everyone's still kind of tiptoeing around each other a bit. Yeah, I mean, I just think like what we've gone through, the like very real fear that we've experienced. Um uh, you know, for 14 plus months, it's not just like a flip of a switch. You can't just sort of turn that off. And I think we're still very much living within the effects, the emotional effects of the pandemic, whether we realize that in the moment or not. Yeah, I think that's right, Kellen. I think, you know, to your point, if it's visible that I'm tired, right, you mentioned that my hair is a little disheveled. Uh, it's in my eyes a bit. I probably should just go to the river today and do some kayaking um, after work, which is a great gift that I get to do that. So I might just go to the river. Can't hurt might help. Can't hurt might help. <laughs> you should do that. It could be good for you in all sorts of ways. How about you, Kellen? How are you feeling today, this week, more generally? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I, Yeah, it's been kind of a busy season, but... 
it was nice to have Memorial Day off and we had some friends in town and then my parents in town. So, and that all felt like really wonderful. You know, when my parents left, I didn't think like, oh man, I'm going to be really nervous for the next few days if any of us get sick, having to think about <laughs> COVID. It was just like, oh, bye. <laughs> like, I'm, it was just a really easy, um, stress-free visit. And so in that way, life has returned to normal. It was, it was great, Kellen. Your, your, your parents came by the office just for a little bit. And the three of us, that is your mother, your father, and myself were able to give you a hard time for a little, and it's whenever they're together, it's a great moment where we get to kind of give you a hard time. Yeah. They like to give me a hard time and you like to give me a hard time. So it's a fun combination for me. (laughs) Well, it was, if they're listening, it was really great seeing you all. Um, when you come back, I hope we get a little more time together. Speaking of moms, this coming Sunday, Leslie's mom is going to be a guest preacher at Incarnation. Yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't ever been able to serve with the Reverend Ann Bridgers, and I'm really, really looking forward um, to being yeah, and worship with her. I think it's my first time as well, Kellen. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Of course, I've served alongside my mom. Uh, a handful of times. Um, well, this so, is an event. Yeah, it's an event. It's a treat to have her with us. Mother-in-law and son-in-law. This is great. I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, you know, and the thing is, it's nice about this family, Kellen, is that, you know, we're at, we'll, we'll never be in need of supply priests. Just with my family, extended family alone, between my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, there are so many priests in your family. That's so not normal. We're ready to go. That's not normal. There are other families. Experience. There are other families. I would not say like the majority of priests have like four other priests in their family. That's probably true. I think you're an exception in that way. Yeah. Well, anyway, the point is, it'll be great to have my mother-in-law here to serve with her, um, to hear her preach. And, um, yeah, again, to serve alongside her for, I think, the first time. Y'all should definitely sign up for worship. So lift your voice just one more time. If there's any hope, may it be a sign. That everything was made to shine, despite what you can see. So take this bread and drink this wine and hide your spirit in the vine. Where all things work by good design for those who will believe. So between the last podcast and this podcast, we have changed seasons. So we ended the season of Easter with Pentecost, that great celebration of the Spirit coming upon us. And we began the season after Pentecost with Trinity Sunday, um, this past Sunday. So now we are sort of firmly set, firmly on the way um, in the season after Pentecost. Some folks like to refer to this season as ordinary time. Um, some refer to it as the season after Pentecost. I don't know if you have feelings about this, Bentley. 
No, you are right. In some circles, it's not fashionable to call the season after Pentecost ordinary time. Uh, I don't necessarily know who those folks are, but there is this kind of contingency, right? This group that says, no, it's the season after Pentecost. Personally, I find ordinary time to be a wonderful way to describe uh, this season that we're in. And the reason I find it uh, so helpful is because most of our lives are lived in the ordinary routines of ordinary life uh, with ordinary patterns. Um, And for the church to use that word to describe our spiritual lives, I think is enormously helpful because what it suggests is that even in the midst of ordinary living, the kind of routine day-to-day living of of our days, uh, that we can expect uh, God to show up in the midst of our ordinary lives. So I think it's a helpful designation and one that I often use. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's a good... It's a good description of the time, like, hey, this isn't sort of like a special season, which we, you know, if you had special seasons all year long, it's like, what's special? You need ordinary time for the feast and the fast seasons to make sense, right? Um, to have a different flavor and um, rhythm to them. I think another thing about this season that I find helpful is that in many ways it might Uh, train us to be attentive to the movements of the Spirit, to the movements of God in our ordinary existence, so that when God does show up in maybe more dramatic ways, uh, we're able to recognize God uh, because we've experienced that same divine reality in some of the smaller, more mundane seasons or moments of our lives. Well, Kellen, you're not preaching this Sunday, and I'm not preaching this Sunday. I don't think this has ever happened on the podcast. So now whose turn will it be to... Summarize the I think it should be yours. You love scripture deeply, and I think you do a wonderful job at summarizing the third chapter of Mark, verses 20 through 35. Molly's just doing this because it's actually a really difficult text to summarize. (laughs) So, um... Jesus is teaching in a crowd, and um, his family is nearby, and people start accusing Jesus of sort of being demon-possessed, right? They're kind of saying he's out of his mind. Um, But Jesus responds to them, asking them, right, how can Satan cast out Satan, and can a kingdom be divided against itself? And then his mother and his brothers go up to this crowd and they're standing outside and they, they're kind of calling to him and his disciples are like, hey, your family is here asking for you. And Jesus sort of famously has this um, maybe sharp reply, seems kind of sharp in the moment. He says, who are my mother and my brothers? Um, and then pointing to those around him, he says, here they are. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. 
Well, this is an exciting text when you have your mother-in-law preaching, right? And her daughter is there and her son-in-law is sitting there. Yeah, the whole family's there. Yeah, so sometimes what I do, I mean, seriously, though, Kellen, I do wonder, I mean, how, is this literal or like, what's going on? Um, does Jesus really mean this? Yeah, I mean, if he does really mean it, it's like this massive rebuke to the cult of family that has developed. <laughs> um, and for very good reason, right? We're all, we all kind of need people we're at home with. And we have those people. And we often call them family. Some of us don't. Um, but it is a, it's just, it's hard to stomach a little bit. But it's, what's happening here? I mean, but to your point, Kellen, Jesus seems to be drawing new lines, new ways of understanding our relationship to others. Mm -hmm. uh, one that's not based on blood. Right. Um, and of course that is jarring. Uh, but there might be a gift in that as well. Oh, I think there are just like endless gifts in it to um, widen the circle, so to speak. <laughs> That's a, maybe a hopeful way of interpreting this passage. But I think the church uh, claims um, kinship among all of its members, right? We use the language of family, of brotherhood and sisterhood. And, um, and I think we should probably take that language really seriously, that we are members, family members of one another through baptism, through the body of Christ. And maybe, Kellen, a bit like um, family, like biological family. One of the challenges and gifts of the church is that it is a family that we don't get to choose. Yeah. Um, so membership in the body of Christ is not about kind of finding a group of people that you look like, talk like, agree with on everything. Rather, it's a family that we've been grafted into and we are going to uh, be required uh, to learn to love each other despite uh, our, our, what might feel like some pretty big differences uh, at the beginning anyway. But Kellen, if you don't mind, this morning you offered a prayer before one of our meetings uh, with our brothers and sisters in Haiti. And in that prayer, uh, you offered something that kind of caught my heart, caught my ear. Uh, you said something to the effect of uh, we give thanks for our friendship with Christ because it is through that friendship that we're able to be friends with each other. And I'm now thinking about that in relationship to being related to Jesus mm -hmm. and how that will then put us in relationship with other people. Yeah. I mean, that pulls up sort of like those images of ad adoption that Paul talks about, right? Like that we're all sort of adopted um, into Christ. And by that ad adoption, we sort of <laughs> are bound together in kinship, right? Like we're siblings then. Like you and I are adopted into this family of God, um, brought into the friendship of God. And, and now that creates a new relationship between us that we wouldn't um, have without Jesus' invitation to be a part of him. 
Sunday last week and us being included in the family of God. Here's a reflection from Austin Fair. Belief in the Trinity is not a distant speculation. The Trinity is that blessed family into which we are adopted. God has asked us into his house. God has spread his table before us and has set out bread and wine. We are made one body with the Son of God, and in in him converse with the Eternal Father through the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. As always, it's a really wonderful to be with you all on uh, this podcast. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, some fun building updates, for instance, are that the bells are going up next week, next, Monday through Wednesday. Next month, next Monday through Wednesday, exactly, Kellen. Woohoo! That'll so, be fun to see. If you're in town, you should totally like drive by and see the bells. Additionally, we have a lot more spots available for in-person worship on Sunday. Like double the spots, people. Yeah. Like 70 spots. So if you're someone who maybe has been hesitant to sign up or been frustrated because when you've gone to look, there haven't been spots available, know that we have a lot more spots available and we would love to see you in church on Sunday. We would love it so much. But in the meantime, we love you. We miss you. God's peace. Peace.